Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. First Canto, Chapter 9, Texts 29 through 34. Text 29. While Bhishmadev was describing occupational duties, the sun's course ran into the northern hemisphere. This period is desired by mystics who die at their will. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The perfect yogis, or mystics, can leave the material body at their own sweet will at a suitable time and go to a suitable planet desired by them. In the Bhagavad Gita 8.24, it is said that the self-realized souls who have exactly identified themselves with the interest of the Supreme Lord can generally leave the material body during the time of the fire god's effulgence and when the sun is in the northern horizon and thus achieve the transcendental sky. In the Vedas, these times are considered auspicious for quitting the body, and they are taken advantage of by expert mystics who have perfected the system. Perfection of yoga means attainment of such supermental states as to be able to leave the material body as desired. Yogis can also reach any planet within no time without a material vehicle. The yogis can reach the highest planetary system within a very short time, and this is impossible for the materialist. Even attempting to reach the highest planet will take millions of years, at a speed millions of miles per hour. This is a different science, and Bhishmadev knew well how to utilize it. He was just waiting for the suitable moment to quit his material body, and the golden opportunity arrived when he was instructing his noble grandsons, the Pandavas. He thus prepared himself to quit his body before the exalted Lord Sri Krishna, the pious Pandavas, and the great sages, headed by Bhagavan Vyas, etc., all great souls. Text 30 Thereupon, that man who spoke on different subjects with thousands of meanings, and who fought on thousands of battlefields and protected thousands of men, stopped speaking, and, being completely free from all bondage, he withdrew his mind from everything else and fixed his wide-opened eyes upon the original personality of Godhead Sri Krishna, who stood before him, four-handed, dressed in yellow garments that glittered and shined. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda In the momentous hour of leaving his material body, Bhishmadev set the glorious example concerning the important function of the human form of life. 
the subject matter which attracts the dying man becomes the beginning of his next life. Therefore, if one is absorbed in thoughts of the Supreme, Lord Sri Krishna, he is sure to go back to Godhead without any doubt. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita, 8, 5 through 15. And whoever at the time of death quits his body, remembering me alone, at once attains my nature. Of this there is no doubt. Whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body, that state he will attain without fail. Therefore, Arjuna, you should always think of me in the form of Krishna and at the same time carry out your prescribed duty of fighting. With your activities dedicated to me and your mind and intelligence fixed on me, you will attain me without doubt. He who meditates on the Supreme Personality of Godhead, his mind constantly engaged in remembering me, undeviated from the path, he, O Partha, Arjuna, is sure to reach me. One should meditate upon the Supreme Person as the one who knows everything, as he who is the oldest, who is the controller, who is smaller than the smallest who is the maintainer of everything, who is beyond all material conception, who is inconceivable, and who is always a person. He is luminous like the sun, and, being transcendental, is beyond this material nature. One who, at the time of death, fixes his life air between the eyebrows and in full devotion engages himself in remembering the Supreme Lord, will certainly attain to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Persons learned in the Vedas, who utter Omkar, and who are great sages in the renounced order, enter into Brahman. Desiring such perfection, one practices celibacy. I shall now explain to you this process by which one may attain salvation. The yogic situation is that of detachment from all sensual engagements, closing all the doors of the senses, and fixing the mind on the heart and the life air at the top of the head, one establishes himself in yoga. After being situated in this yoga practice and vibrating the sacred syllable, Om, the supreme combination of letters, if one thinks of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and quits his body, he will certainly reach the spiritual planets. For one who remembers me without deviation, I am easy to obtain, O son of Preta, because of his constant engagement in devotional service. After attaining me, the great souls, who are yogis in devotion, never return to this temporary world, which is full of miseries, because they have attained the highest perfection. Sri Bhishmadev attained the perfection of quitting his body at will and was fortunate enough to have Lord Krishna, the object of his attention, personally present at the time of death. He therefore fixed his open eyes upon him. He wanted to see Sri Krishna for a long time out of his spontaneous love for him, 
Because he was a pure devotee, he had very little to do with the detailed performance of yogic principles. Simple bhakti yoga is enough to bring about perfection. Therefore, the ardent desire of Dev was to see the person of Lord Sri Krishna, the most lovable object, and by the grace of the Lord, Sri Dev had this opportunity at the last stage of his breathing. Text 31. By pure meditation, looking at Lord Sri Krishna, he at once was freed from all material inauspiciousness and was relieved of all bodily pains caused by the arrow wounds. Thus all the external activities of his senses at once stopped, and he prayed transcendentally to the controller of all living beings while quitting his material body. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The material body is a gift of the material energy, technically called illusion. Identification with the material body is due to forgetfulness of our eternal relationship with the Lord. For a pure devotee of the Lord, like Bhishmadev, this illusion was at once removed as soon as the Lord arrived. Lord Krishna is like the sun and the illusory external material energy is like darkness. In the presence of the sun, there is no possibility that darkness can stand. Therefore, just on the arrival of Lord Krishna, all material contamination was completely removed, and Dev was thus able to be transcendentally situated by stopping the activities of the impure senses in collaboration with matter. The soul is originally pure, and so also the senses. By material contamination, the senses assume the role of imperfection and impurity. By revival of contact with the Supreme Pure, Lord Krishna, the senses again become freed from material contaminations. Dev attained all these transcendental conditions prior to his leaving the material body, because of the Lord's presence. The Lord is the controller and benefactor of all living beings. That is the verdict of all Vedas. He is the supreme eternity and living entity amongst all the living beings, and he alone provides all the necessities for all kinds of living beings. Thus, he provided all facilities to fulfill the transcendental desires of his great devotee, Dev, who prayed, as follows. Text 32. Dev said, Let me now invest my thinking, feeling, and willing, which were so long engaged in different subjects and occupational duties, and the all-powerful Lord Sri Krishna. He is always self-satisfied, but sometimes, being the leader of devotees, he enjoys transcendental pleasures by descending to the material world, although from him only the material world is created. 
purport by Srila Prabhupada. Because Bhismadev was a statesman, the head of the Kuru dynasty, a great learned general and leader of Kshatriyas, his mind was strewn over so many subjects, and his thinking, feeling, and willing were engaged in different matters. Now, in order to achieve pure devotional service, he wanted to invest all powers of thinking, feeling, and willing entirely in the Supreme Being, Lord Krishna. He is described herein as the leader of the devotees and all-powerful. Although Lord Krishna is the original personality of Godhead, he himself descends to earth to bestow upon his pure devotees the boon of devotional service. He descends sometimes as Lord Krishna as he is, and sometimes as Lord Chaitanya. Both are leaders of the pure devotees. Pure devotees of the Lord have no desire other than the service of the Lord, and therefore they are called sattvata. The Lord is the chief amongst such sattvatas. Bhishmadev, therefore, had no other desires. Unless one is purified from all sorts of material desires, the Lord does not become one's leader. Desires cannot be wiped out, but they have only to be purified. It is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 10.10 by the Lord himself that he gives his instruction within the heart of a pure devotee who is constantly engaged in the service of the Lord. Such instruction is given not for any material purpose, but only for going back home, back to Godhead. For the ordinary man who wants to lord it over material nature, the Lord only sanctifies and becomes a witness of such activities, but he never gives the non-devotees instructions for going back to Godhead. That is the difference in dealings by the Lord with different living beings both the devotee and the non-devotee. He is leader of all the living beings, as the king of the state rules both the prisoners and the free citizens. But his dealings are different in terms of the devotee and non-devotee. Non-devotees never care to take any instruction from the Lord, and therefore the Lord is silent in their case although he witnesses all their activities and awards them the necessary results, good or bad. The devotees are above this material goodness and badness. They are progressive on the path of transcendence, and therefore they have no desire for anything material. The devotee also knows Sri Krishna as the original Narayan, because Lord Sri Krishna by his plenary portion, appears as the Karnadakshaya Vishnu, the original source of all material creation. The Lord also desires the association of his pure devotees, and for them only, the Lord descends to the earth and enlivens them. The Lord appears out of his own will. He is not forced by the conditions of material nature. He is therefore described here as Vibhu, or the Almighty, for he is never conditioned by the laws of material nature. 
Text 33 Sri Krishna is the intimate friend of Arjuna. He has appeared on this earth in his transcendental body, which resembles the bluish color of the tamal tree. His body attracts everyone in the three planetary systems, upper, middle, and lower. May his glittering yellow dress and his lotus face, covered with paintings of sandwood pulp, be the object of my attraction, and may I not desire fruitive results. Purport by Srila Prabhupada When Sri Krishna, by his own internal pleasure, appears on earth, he does so by the agency of his internal potency. The attractive features of his transcendental body are desired in all the three worlds, namely the upper, middle, and lower planetary systems. Nowhere in the universe are there such beautiful bodily features as those of Lord Krishna. Therefore, his transcendental body has nothing to do with anything materially created. Arjuna is described here as the conqueror, and Krishna is described as his intimate friend. Bhishmadev, on his bed of arrows after the battle of Kurukshetra, is remembering the particular dress of Lord Krishna which he put on as the driver of Arjuna's chariot. While fighting was going on between Arjuna and Bhishma, Bhishma's attraction was drawn by the glittering dress of Krishna, and indirectly he admired his so-called enemy, Arjuna, for possessing the Lord as his friend. Arjuna was always a conqueror because the Lord was his friend. Bhishmadev takes this opportunity to address the Lord as Vijay Sake, friend of Arjuna, because the Lord is pleased when he is addressed conjointly with his devotees, who are related with him in different transcendental humors. While Krishna was the charioteer of Arjuna, sun rays glittered on the dress of the Lord and the beautiful hue created by the reflection of such rays was never forgotten by Bhishmadev. As a great fighter, he was relishing the relation of Krishna in the chivalrous humor. Transcendental relation with the Lord in any one of the different rasas or humors is relishable by the respective devotees in the highest ecstasy. Less intelligent mundaners who want to make a show of being transcendentally related with the Lord, artificially jump at once to the relation of conjugal love, imitating the damsels of Brajadam. Such a cheap relation with the Lord exhibits only the base mentality of the mundaner, because one who has relished conjugal humor with the Lord cannot be attracted to worldly conjugal rasa, which is condemned even by mundane ethics. The eternal relation of a particular soul with the Lord is evolved. A genuine relation of the living being with the Supreme Lord can take any form out of the five principal rasas, and it does not make any difference in transcendental degree to the genuine devotee. Bhishmadev is a concrete example of this, and it should be carefully observed how the great general is transcendentally related with the Lord. 
Text 34 On the battlefield, where Sri Krishna attended Arjuna out of friendship, the flowing hair of Lord Krishna turned ashen due to the dust raised by the hoofs of the horses. And because of his labor, beads of sweat wetted his face. All these decorations, intensified by the wounds dealt by my sharp arrows, were enjoyed by him. Let my mind thus go unto Sri Krishna. Purport by Srila Prabhupada The Lord is the absolute form of eternity, bliss, and knowledge. As such, transcendental loving service to the Lord in one of the five principal relations, namely Shanta, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, and Madhurya, in other words, neutrality, servitorship, fraternity, parental affection, and conjugal love, is graciously accepted by the Lord when offered to the Lord in genuine love and affection. Sri Bhishmadev is a great devotee of the Lord in the relation of servitorship. Thus his throwing of sharp arrows at the transcendental body of the Lord is as good as the worship of another devotee who throws soft roses upon him. It appears that Bhishmadev is repenting the actions he committed against the person of the Lord. But factually, the Lord's body was never at all pained due to his transcendental existence. His body is not matter. Both he himself and his body are complete spiritual identity. Spirit is never pierced, burnt, dried, moistened, etc., this is vividly explained in the Bhagavad Gita. So also it is stated in the Skanda Purana. It is said there that spirit is always uncontaminated and indestructible. It cannot be distressed, nor can it be dried up. When Lord Vishnu in his incarnation appears before us, he seems to be like one of the conditioned souls materially encaged, just to bewilder the asuras or non-believers who are always alert to kill the Lord, even from the very beginning of his appearance. Kamsa wanted to kill Krishna, and Ravana wanted to kill Ram, because foolishly they were unaware of the fact that the Lord is never killed, for the spirit is never annihilated. Therefore, Bhishmadev's piercing the body of Lord Krishna is a sort of bewildering problem for the non-devotee atheist. But those who are devotees or liberated souls are not bewildered. Bhishmadev appreciated the all-merciful attitude of the Lord because he did not leave Arjuna alone, although he was disturbed by the sharpened arrows of Bhishmadev. Nor was he reluctant to come before Bhishma's deathbed, even though he was ill-treated by him on the battlefield. Bhishma's repentance and the Lord's merciful attitude are both unique in this picture. Srila Visvanath Chakrabarti Thakur 
a great acharya and devotee in the humor of conjugal love with the Lord, remarks very saliently in this regard. He says that the wounds created on the body of the Lord by the sharpened arrows of Bhishmadev were as pleasing to the Lord as the biting of a fiancé who bites the Lord's body, directed by a strong sense of sex desire. Such biting by the opposite sex is never taken as a sign of enmity, even if there is a wound on the body. Therefore, the fighting as an exchange of transcendental pleasure between the Lord and his pure devotee, Sri Bhishmadev, was not at all mundane. Besides that, since the Lord's body and the Lord are identical, there was no possibility of wounds in the absolute body. The apparent wounds caused by the sharpened arrows are misleading to the common man. But one who has a little absolute knowledge can understand the transcendental exchange in the chivalrous relation. The Lord was perfectly happy with the wounds caused by the sharpened arrows of Bhishmadev. The word vibhidyamana is significant because the Lord's skin is not different from the Lord. Because our skin is different from our soul. In our case, the word vidyamana, or being bruised and cut, would have been quite suitable. Transcendental bliss is of different varieties, and the variety of activities in the mundane world is but a perverted reflection of transcendental bliss. Because everything in the mundane world is qualitatively mundane, it is full of inebrities, whereas in the absolute realm, because everything is of the same absolute nature, there are varieties of enjoyment without inebriety. The Lord enjoyed the wounds created by his great devotee Bhishmadev, and because Bhishmadev is a devotee in the chivalrous relation, he fixes up his mind on Krishna in that wounded condition.